Welcome to Edge Match. Thank you so much for joining us. So we are here tonight for part two of the power of storytelling backed by popular demand. So we have a fantastic panel with us and our fantastic moderator, Brent, returns. So we're going to kick things off with some panel introductions. So we'll start first with Rochelle. Hey, everyone. Rochelle here from Pittsburgh. I teach um, Spanish and a STEAM course for about 25 years. So I'm excited to be part of the panel here tonight. Awesome. We are so excited to have you back. So thank you for, for joining us again. And Michael, thank you for joining us again as well. If you could please introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. Um, this is Michael Abramchek. I'm a STEM lab facilitator in Oaklawn, which is just right outside of Chicago. And I'm excited to be in the discussion about storytelling. It's going to be awesome. That is great. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. Fantastic. And returning to panel. Also, we have Kristen, who was in on episode one, I believe, right? Yep. Hi, I'm Kristen uh, from Joliet, Illinois. I teach uh, uh, secondary ed ed English, also a national board certified teacher. Awesome. Well, welcome back, Kristen. Glad to have you here. And I believe for the first time, Jennifer, please correct me if I'm wrong, but welcome to EduMatch. If you could please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Jennifer Miller, and I'm a, from Dallas, Texas. I'm a theater arts teacher as well as a touring artist. Uh, I perform Harriet Tubman in the Underground Railroad and uh, Fannie Lou Hamer with the uh, Civil Rights Movement, and I'm excited to be here today. We are super excited to have you. So you'll no doubt have a story to tell with, with all of your experience in, the, in storytelling right there. So that is awesome. Welcome to EduMatch. Glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you. And also, uh, welcome to EduMatch Shopee. So thank you so much for joining us. If you could please tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, and I use the power of storytelling to actually facilitate mindfulness and social-emotional learning for teachers and students and parents. That is, that awesome. is awesome. So thank so you so thank much you for, so being much for being here. here. We're glad to have you here at EduMatch. So welcome to the panel. Also, Claudio, I think this this might be your first time officially on panel, right? It, yeah. it is. It is. <laughs> Long time EduMatcher though. So welcome to the panel. Tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Hey everyone, my name is Claudio Zavala Jr. I am an instructional tech coordinator in uh, Duncanville, Texas. I've been in education for oh, 23 plus years. Uh, I've taught uh, in the classroom and I've worked with teachers uh, in the classroom as well. Excited to be here. Well, we are excited to have you. So welcome to panel. Great to have you on Tweet and Talk. All right, returning, we have Brian up next. Brian, welcome back to EduMatch. Tell us a little bit about hey, yourself. What's up? what's up, everybody? I'm Brian from Southern New Jersey. I am a reformed high school English teacher and now a K-5 principal. And uh, I love my, my new role and I love the EduMatch family. So I'm excited to be here. Well, we are excited to see you. So thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you here and welcome again. And last but not least, kicking it over to our fantabulous moderator, we have Brent. So Brent, if you could please introduce yourself and then take it away with the questions. Uh, thanks, Sarah. Yeah, I am Brent, kind of like Brian, a uh, K-5, pre-K-5 
uh, principal in my 23rd year, education 15 years, teaching fourth and fifth grade before that. So uh, super excited about tonight. Thanks everyone for joining in as a panelist. I know uh, when we did the first one, the questions were kind of more like storytelling itself. And one of the questions was, why do we think it's powerful? Uh, who's your favorite storyteller? For today, I wanted to kind of come up with some questions to really kind of get us sharing some of our own stories. And to start off, I mean, you I don't have to tell any of you how difficult <laughs> being a teacher or an administrator is. So the first question is, share a story, something in the last week or two, a time when a student made you smile or made you laugh, something that just made your day, made you light up or made you bust a gut laughing, so. So I teach uh, high school English and um, I'm a very strict teacher. Um, and so the kids said something and I just like smiled and all of a sudden all the kids just stopped working and they're like, miss, you really smiled this time, not sarcastically. And I'm like, no, I didn't. They're like, yes, you did. I'm like, do you have proof? And they're like, no, I said, then it never happened. So nowadays they always have their, their phones out just to wait to see if I smile again. So I thought it was kind of funny that they're watching to see if it's a genuine smile or a sarcastic smile. So it keeps them going. <laughs> Very cool. That, the kids do notice everything. And like you said, they'll have their phones ready to document it too. So anyone else want to share a story of a smile or a laugh? I'll go, I guess. Wait, am I good? Cool. Yeah, you're good. Okay, okay so um, this past week we had at our a local college, Penn State has a branch campus near where I teach. And so the last probably four and a half years I've taken students to do presentations at conferences. And when they started, they were kind of behind the table like in a showcase, you know, very comfortable. Um, didn't really want to speak out in public or anything like that. And so now I have several who are seniors. And so we went to... Um, the conference on Wednesday and I had them do the presentation instead of me. I just introduced them and got out of the way. And it was just so funny to watch like their comments and their interactions when they got like flustered. Um, if somebody didn't know, uh, an, or if they asked a, somebody asked them a question, if they didn't know the answer and they, they go, I, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just a student. Or they were just so blunt in talking about their experiences as seniors um, and just seeing such growth in them, but seeing them be able to like laugh and look at their experiences and then share it with others who were all teachers in the room. It just really made me smile to see like where they've come from as seventh graders till now as seniors. And it just was such a great moment to be there with them, to see them kind of like shine, but work through some of those struggles that we do as educators too, to have that perspective. So it was just fun. That's awesome. Good, great pride when you see what, what your kids are, where they've come from the beginning to not the end, but the point where they are now. Awesome. Thanks, Rochelle. Anyone else? Um, I can go. Go, um, for, it. go so, for it. Yeah. So I was. I, I teach um, mindfulness and social emotional learning, and it's not in me to get flustered. But uh, one of the classes I was leading with parents and children, um, I the tech wasn't working, and I got really anxious and flustered because you know this is like a class I'm leading. And then this little child who's like just six years old comes up to me and says, Shilpi, you need to breathe. You need, you need to breathe and relax. And, and that really brought a smile to my face because this is exactly what I'm trying to teach them. I'm, I want them to be stress-free so that they, the learning can be facilitated. And when I'm doing it and they realize that I'm not modeling the right thing, they come and tell me the same thing. I, I thought that was a great moment for me. And it made me smile and feel 
kind of proud of the work that I'm doing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. It's like, it's they're, like doing they're doing what they're we're telling them to do. <clears throat> Sweet. All right. Who's next? Can I add oh. a couple quick things here? Yeah, Michael, go ahead. Uh, so I got one that's uh, really awesome, like just kids applying themselves and one that just totally made me <laughs> just lose it laughing. Uh, so we've got this group of seventh grade students that have really been pushing the limits with uh, regards to what they're doing in the in the classroom, uh, in our lab, and personalizing their their learning experiences. And we've got these two guys that that created this awesome, like uh, they took a picture of Ronaldo and edited it up and, and went and did all kinds of different stuff because they're huge soccer fans. And what we want to do is we want to take that, that picture that they created and share it with him. So we're kind of like brainstorming, how do we get his attention? What can we do? How can we, how can we get him to notice your work? Um, so that was their last engagement. The next engagement they're working on, they're working at Tinkercad. So they're designing like a, a model of the Eiffel Tower. So they took like a basic like, like uh, rectangular prism and they use all kinds of different like um, hole punching tools and I saw it yesterday, or sorry, uh, Friday, Friday morning. I was blown away. And their their regular teachers, like, this is only the beginning. They're going to put in like all the cross hatching and stuff like that. So I'm like, this is this is amazing. And that whole group of students is filled with uh, students with the same passion and the same desire to connect with their learning, with um, you know uh, what they're doing at their engagements. So the other real quick story is um, I was working with some sixth graders. <laughs> And I'm sitting and troubleshooting a problem at, at, at their at their table. And this girl starts singing the poop song. And <laughs> I just put my head on my desk. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, where in the world do you hear it? And she's like, just Google it and, and look it up on YouTube. You're gonna you're gonna laugh. So I go to my meeting later in the day, and I, I of course I'm like had a little bit of downtime, so I put it on. And in the middle of the meeting, like one of my one of my colleagues is like, What are you listening to? I said, It's one of your kids. She told me to look up the poop song. <laughs> So I shared it with my family, shared it with my kids, the video, and that's all they've been singing all weekend. So kids are just so like, they come up with some weird stuff. But yeah, so that was my uh, moment of being proud and then laughing hysterically. And uh, there's potty humor in the middle school goes over really, <laughs> goes over really well. So absolutely. I think I know to which song you're referring, but um because my, my own son, who was an eighth grader, played something like that. And it's like, I think I know which one you're talking about. It's unreal. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Anyone else want to jump in before we move hey, on? I got, I got one to share. Um, Go for it, we've been doing these uh, Wednesday once a month meetings with students to do digital citizenship. And about the, la the a month ago, we did one and students received extra, extra credit for showing up. And so that was their incentive. So this last one we had, which was about a couple of weeks ago, um, we only had one student show up. And you know, you you would think that, well, if there's only one, maybe they're not gonna want to participate. And the student was like, no, no, let's do it. I really wanna talk about digital citizenship. And so we went to this room, saw this video, and um, it was really neat. She was she asked for a, a, a dry erase marker because we have these tables. And so she was writing down notes as the video was playing. and He's like, well, I have some rebuttals to the video. Um, and so very articulated. Uh, of, she articulated every single point and then why she disagreed and why um, and what her points were. But it just like it, it made me smile. with like, um, you know, had we said no, let's 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 just cancel because there's only one. But she was like uh, uh, insistent. No, let's go ahead and do it. Um, 
and that she participated. And that was just like, you know, what's really cool. If we give a student a chance to share what their thoughts are, um, that just kind of put a smile on my face that uh, she was willing to, even though she was the only one to participate. Awesome, yeah. Student voice, it's amazing. That's that's fantastic. Sweet. Well, I, I just Googled it real quickly. It's not the poop song I was thinking thinking of, Michael. Um, uh, but I'll definitely watch it when we're done. Uh, <clears throat> So Jennifer O'Brien, did you want to chime in or, or are you ready to go to number two? Well, I, I think I'm kind of ready. I wanted to uh, share that last month because of Black History Month, I did quite a few Harriet Tubman's and the Underground Railroad. And I had the wonderful privilege of uh, performing at my school. And uh, a couple of days later, I walked in the cafeteria and a few of the kids started singing, follow the drinking gourd. And so I was like, we'll get it, let's get it, let's make it happen. And so we did a little quick rendition of uh, Follow the Drinking Gourd. I think they thought they were kind of teasing me. And I just loved it. I just loved it because it made me realize they got it. They got the story. They got the, um, the song is embedded in them now. And so uh, several of them over the week, course of the week, have entered the classroom singing it or trying to sing it more or less and wanting me to sing it again. So that was good. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Jennifer. You are listening to EduMatch. Hello, I'm Jeff Kubiak, author of the new book, One Drop of Kindness, which will soon be out for pre-order on Amazon. Brought to you, of course, by the wonderful publishers at EduMatch. This is a story about a boy named Gus, an orphan who has moved around from home to home and town to town, knowing nothing but hurtful ways and actions. Soon, something in his heart, which keeps reminding him that there is one drop of kindness, overtakes him and it begins a ripple effect of kindness throughout the town, the school, and the world. Hope you can join me. Grab a hold of the book. I'd love to see this book in every school, every classroom, every house. I believe we all need a drop of kindness in our lives. Have a great day. Thank you. Now back to more learning on the Edge of Match podcast. Cool. Well, for the sake of time, let's move on to question number two. Question number two, um, one of the things that I've that I've written about in my book is the power of a name. And I, I'm, I, I can pretty much guarantee you've all experienced this. There is huge power in speaking somebody's name, whether you're speaking it to a student, an adult, or you're hearing it yourself. So I'd love if anyone has an opportunity to share a, a time where somebody used your name that made you feel special or that, that you noticed that they actually, it wasn't just, Hey dude, or Hey man, or they actually used your name and it made you feel uh, special. So that's question number two. Who wants to jump in there? I'll go ahead and I'll go, go ahead and go first. Um, cool. So this past week I was in the South by Southwest EU um, down in Austin and um, you know, um, I was in a session and being introduced to different folks and um, the gentleman that I was being introduced to uh, saw my name and he said, he pronounced it, uh, you know, Claudio, like uh, in, in Spanish. 
um, and he wasn't he wasn't a Latino or Hispanic, so it just caught, it it kind of caught me like, oh, he said he pronounced my name, you know, in, like in Spanish, uh, you know, not Claudia, which I don't mind either way, but it was just kind of like, well, that's that's uh, he took the time to like really think about how to pronounce my name. It just kind of was like, hey, that's pretty cool. I, I thought that was uh, and I think um, it made me feel pretty good. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, using names is is so important. Saying them correctly is is uh, equally, if not more important. Sweet. Anyone else? It's uh, it's funny because um, when the students will say Miss, 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 and I'll say Student, 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 they're like, well, I have a name. And I said, and so do I. So as many times as I do it, they do the same way. Um, but then they'll call me. One will say Mom. I'm like, what? They're like, I mean, I mean, Miss Coppers. And I said, no, what? Like, I was answering as the mom. So it was kind of funny. So now, like, they'll call me mom. And they're like, years ago, I'll find a girl that I taught. And she's like, hey, Mama Kay. I'm like, now I have to remember what year that was. Because each year has a different uh, theme with it. And she graduated quite a few years ago. But it's funny that they still remember it. And she's an adult, married, and has kids. So it's kind of funny. Like, they remember the things that they used to call you that you answered to. So it's pretty neat. It's not just my last name, but it's other things that they call that they remember by. Very cool. Very cool. I've been called mom as well, just so you know. And Mrs. Coley, and I say, you know, it's all right. I've been called a lot worse. Don't don't worry about it. So, <clears throat> all right. Anyone have another experience where their name has uh, made them feel special? I'll, I'll jump in there, I'll jump in there if, if anyone's if anyone's just like when I go, like when I go to um, um, and if I'm walking down a hallway and somebody like like one of you said Claudia when you said somebody has the name tag and they see your name just at a like I'm going to the Q conference California's big conference this this week Sarah will be there too when you see somebody that you recognize from Twitter like you see their Twitter handles just when they call your name it's it it gives me that feeling like oh my gosh he knows who I am and it's something so simple about just using the word Brent it's it's I don't know if any of you have experienced something like that at a conference where somebody addresses you by name rather than just a hey so I can jump in I have uh experiences similar to Claudio. I've been called Shelby most of my time here in the US. And when somebody asks me how to pronounce your name correctly or says it correctly or makes sure they're pronouncing it correctly, that's that it's it makes me really feel nice because I mean I've practically become Shelby for most people. So yeah, so that's my example of uh, when people have made sure that they are saying my name correctly and I feel good about it. I'd like to say, I'd like to say, I'd like to say, I love, love playing, playing a character and then the, the audience gets so engrossed in the story that they start calling me uh, Miss Tupman, uh, uh, General Tupman or uh, Miss Fanny Lua. It I really love that. It just kind of brightens my day, makes me realize what I do is because um, I want to share that part of history. I love being called my character name. That's awesome. That is awesome. Thank you, Jennifer. <clears throat> Anyone else want to jump in before we go to number three? All right. Well, all right. Let's head on over to number three. 
So speaking of, uh, like Kristen, you mentioned the, your students pointing out the smiling and things like that, how oftentimes kids will point out or notice things that we don't realize, that we don't recognize. Uh, has there ever been, ever been a time or a time that you're comfortable sharing <laughs> where either a student or a colleague pointed something out that you did not realize you were doing this? Because the power of our example, I mean, what we're modeling, even, even when we don't realize we're doing it. Anyone have a situation like that that you want to share? I'll go, I guess. I'll jump in. Oh, you want to go, Brian? That's okay. Okay. Um, I'll just say it kind of quick. I, I, in all the years that I've taught, like I've had students come back and say things like, thank you. You know, I enjoyed the class. Um, just some comments like that, but I've never gotten notes handwritten from students before. And at the end of last school year, I had three different notes from three different students um, in different level. One was a senior, one was um, 10th grade, one was younger. And they all kind of had like a similar tone and they didn't really know each other too well. So it's not like they sat down and said, hey, let's write her some, some notes. They came at different times. But the thing that struck me about them, and I, I didn't notice it is like, they said that the atmosphere of my room, it just, it makes everybody feel welcome. And that they noticed that I talked to anybody. I'm like, well, yeah, I kind of do talk. <laughs> I like to talk to people, but they said that it just doesn't matter. They said, even if I'm not a student in your class, like you will talk to me and you care and you see me in the halls and you acknowledge me. And I know that if I stop by your room, it's a, it's a safe space where I can feel comfortable. I can like take a minute to catch my breath or do something. And it's like they said, it's cool to do that. But they just said the room kind of fuels a sense of calm, sometimes chaos and creativity, but it's just a really nice space to be in. And they thanked me and I was like, okay, I kind of think it's kind of a mess right now because there's stuff everywhere. But to hear that from three different students, like it made me think about how important it is to create that environment and to definitely be intentional about like putting yourself out there and welcoming all students, not just your own into the school. What a great compliment that is. I mean, it, what a great reminder too, that so often it's not the curriculum that they're gonna remember. It's the, I mean, like they said, it's the, you made them feel safe. You made them feel comfortable. That's awesome. That's awesome. Brian, did you wanna jump in? Yeah, thanks. I was looking forward to this question. Um, I was I taught seniors for 15 years in my alma mater, and um, I, I took great pride in the feedback that I wrote uh, on all their papers and, uh, and energy, and I meant to get better. So I was kind of after the class was returned, and if you guys, I mean, you guys have all return stuff and you know how that goes it can go one or two ways uh, he was quiet yeah ended up to my podium and he's like hey mr cool like i just want to thank you for what you wrote in my paper you did such a great job i'm so proud of you um you're welcome and he goes kind of just stood there for a second it was like that awkwardness like okay man we're good here you can you can move on and he stood there and he goes you're the kind of person that people really want to impress and then he just walked out it was like a mic drop he didn't mean to make it that big a deal but I had not thought of that at all, um, and I don't consider myself that way at all. But it was cool to hear a male senior who was a football player, and you know, would never say something like that if, if anybody were around to listen. Um, but that always sticks out in my mind. It's one of the greatest uh, things anyone's ever said, students has ever said to me. So I'll take that with me for for quite some time. Oh my gosh, that's uh, again one of the highest compliments I think you can get. I mean, I had a college professor like that who. I wasn't going to let her down. 
it's like, I mean, so if, if when you're that teacher for a student to say that and kudos for you, I mean, you're taking that time to invest in the, in the quality feedback. I can just imagine that kiddo and the rest of them looking forward to that. Like I need to do a good job because I know if I do, he's going to write something awesome on my paper. So well done, man. Well done. Awesome. Anyone else want to jump in? Yeah, I just wanted to add real quick. Um, you know, just being being available, like Rochelle talked about. Um, you know, being a, a, pl a safe place for your kids to check in and talk to them. Um, they, I've noticed in the last uh, you know couple years, you know, kids are like returning the same favor to me uh, on days where I'm not myself, or days where I'm kind of uh, a little stressed out, or maybe um, have got a lot on my mind. And I, I don't really pay attention to you know what I'm projecting. I've got kids who come up to me and say, "Hey, Mr. A, uh, are you okay? You don't seem like yourself today. You don't seem like you're you're in a good mood. You don't seem very happy today." And it, it kind of catches me. It's like, hmm, you know, they're they're watching what we're doing. They're they've they've got their eyes on us. And uh, you know, as much as we're watching out for them, um, they're returning that same favor to to us. Uh, because we've been there for them. So, I mean, it, it happened just this week. I mean, I've got a lot going on, so I'm trying to process through everything. And like every down minute that I have, I'm trying to like kind of map out like how I can use my time uh, effectively, efficiently. And I had students come up to me in the lab. He's like, they're, they're just like, you know, what's going on with you? And that's kind of like my approach to them whenever I see them coming in my, my lab as I meet them at the door. It's like I'm trying to get up in their head and trying to figure out what they're dealing with. And, and they're doing the same thing to me. So it's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, they've kind of turned the tables and, and I think everything's good. I think I'm good, but I'm not kind of like putting that, that vibe out to my students and they're kind of calling me on it. So that's sweet. And as I, as you tell that story, what I hear is so to, to pat you on the back is that means if they're noticing when you seem a little down, that means the rest of the time you're, you're, you're coming off, upbeat and positive and stuff like that. So that's awesome. That's awesome, Michael. I get a yeah. lot of headaches and um, one day my head was just hurting really bad. So the kids knew I wasn't feeling good and I was just at my desk kind of like just sitting there and the kids were like, all right, she doesn't feel good. Leave her alone. Let's get our work done. So I didn't even have to talk. So it was kind of nice because it's at the end of the day. So it's kind of nice that as much hardship sometimes they give you by talking and phones and all that they actually do care so it was kind of funny that i didn't have to tell them what to do they knew what to do they took over the classroom and it, it helped the whole issue with the headache so they and once in a while i'll do it just to see if they'll um they'll check on me but they do and it's it's kind of funny so they really it's it's interesting to see how much they actually do care um you know inside and outside the classroom yeah that's awesome yeah, if we sh if they know we care for them on those days when, hey guys, I'm not I I'm not feeling well. I mean, I've had students be like, hey guys, come on, he's not feeling well, knock it off. Like, let's let's help him out today. So that's that's fantastic. Well, let's jump off to jump into the the last uh, the last question. Um, kind of piggybacking on the previous one where where things they may notice things about us, but. Have you ever had one of those situations where a student where you're thinking, ah, I didn't reach that one, or I'm not, I'm not going to be able to reach that one yet years later or at the end of the year, 
somebody comes back and you're like, oh my gosh, that's the one. Like I didn't even realize I was making that kind of impact on that one. Some kids you're like, wow, I really feel like I made a difference with that one. But sometimes you're like, gosh, did I really reach that one? But you really did. Anyone want to share a situation or experience like that where a, a kiddo came back, a student came back and and surprised you with how much of a difference or a connection that you made? Sure, I'll, uh, I'll share one. Go for it. Uh, Thank you, about, uh, let's see, I actually have the email up here, November 4th of 2017. Um, I, I got an email from my website um, out of the blue. Uh, it was one of those days where, you know, um, you're always wondering, oh, am I doing the, uh, you know, did I do anything? Did I make any difference? Or you're kind of like, eh, just one of those days and happened to read this email. Um, I'll kind of read it really quick. It says, hi, Mr. Zavala, how are you doing? I had the privilege to be your student for two years when you were teaching at, uh, at the school. Um, I won't say her name because I was looking through my pictures and found a class picture and I couldn't help but remember that you were an amazing teacher. I hope you are doing good. Take care. Um, so that, that day when I got that, I tweeted this out and said, you know, all of us were, were doing this work and we don't know if it, it makes a difference, but, you know, receiving this, this is like 50, I, I remember this, this student, this was 15 years ago. And to, to have it come back, I mean, First of all, like, gosh, I'm old, <laughs> but, but like, gosh, it, it made a difference. And it, it, who knows if any other student will ever email me or not. And that's not the point, but um, it was just, it was one of those moments where, um, and I remember that group of students and I was like, you know what, that, that was just, that, that made my day, but also to know that I was able to make a difference in the student. We had, we continued in the email conversation. She's doing very well. She has her own family. She's, uh, She's a hairstylist and she, you know, it's like I'm really loving what I'm doing now. And, and just to know that I was able to have some sort of impact uh, in her life uh, this many years later was, was really, uh, it's, a, it's a reward in itself. That's fantastic, Claudio. That's, mm, that, yeah, it gets you chills just reading that email. So anyone else? I uh, just got an email, well, back in December of 2017, and it's kind of weird because once in a while I'll get emails and I'll save them, but there's this one boy that, um, he was a good kid, you know, was a B student, and sometimes you kind of forget about those who do well in the school, we concentrate on those who um, are not doing so well, and so he emailed me and gave me a rundown of what his life is like right now. He graduated quite a few years ago, and he, you know, he pretty much said, um, about his life going into the school, but then at part it says all of that success I owe to you and that he found solace in his education. So it's kind of neat that even though you, you can make uh, relationships with the students, the ones that do well, that don't need your help, still find that whatever you've taught them, they carry on. And then even the ones that don't do well, they always come back to you for help and, and see where they're at. Um, I've got kids that, you know, have uh, are in the military and once in a while they'll send me an email or a letter or something saying that they're doing well still. So it's still interesting to see how many actually keep in touch with you. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And like you said, it's so often the ones that even those students who, I mean, I have experience with the students who probably gave me the most difficult time in class one particular year were the only two that gave me hugs on the last day of school. 
and it's kind of like you would have thought what that if I would have had my picture in the dartboard of, of, of two, it would have been those two kids. Yet those were the two who who were the most emotional leaving the class, which told me it's like, OK, well, I must have done something right. And even though I had to kind of really give a lot of reminders, I must have done it in a way that showed them that I cared because otherwise they would have been running out of the class on the last day. So it, I think that happens more more than we realize. So anyone else want to want to jump in? Um, I'd like to jump in there for a moment. Yeah, go for it, Jennifer. Um, I have uh, several students, thanks to Facebook, that have reached out to me. They're now college graduates. And one particular young man, he uh, was the uh, stylist for Beyonce's team when uh, they did a big performance. And so as a result of that, he was asked to go to uh, Paris this coming summer. And I'm one of the first people that he made sure he let me know. And he tagged me on the, uh, the correspondence. And that felt really good that he would um, thank me for, because uh, his parents didn't have car. And so a lot of times I would have to give him a ride from rehearsals and things. And so just watching them blossom, you know, so many times we say, oh, Facebook is not good. People are this or that, but it's what you bring to the table. I love seeing my stu former students get married. Matter of fact, I just got a new baby shower invitation and, you know, all those things. You get to see them progressing from where they were in middle school. I'm talking about 10, 15 years ago, and now they're doing some great things. Um, my young man played Martin Luther King years ago, was so quiet and shy. And even then he said he wanted to work as a mortician. And I was, uh, he said, I was the only person that accepted his desire to be a mortician. But I would say, well, baby, if that's what you want to do, go for it. And uh, he was uh, very adamant to make sure to let me know through Facebook that he just finished mortuary school. So I, I enjoy those kinds of things. That, that says a lot to me because here he was, he was, he would speak so softly. I'd have to keep saying, all right, a little louder, baby. You got to say that again. Come on, give it to me one more time. A little bit louder. Come on, bring it to me. And now he's up speaking before families and consoling families. And so that's a big transition from where we started in middle school. And uh, just exciting to see them grow up. And, um, and then they'll make sure to mention me in their posts about, you know, uh, wanting to make sure I was attached or tag me in whatever they're doing. That's great. And I love that. Bring some great memories to, uh, to play for me. I keep awesome. getting little visitors. If y'all can see, I mean, they're peeping in <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> Hi. Charlotte. <laughs> Those are all my lovely grandchildren. They want to be in on the storytelling process today. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Brian, did you wanna did you wanna add one too? Sorry, tell. Yeah. Brian, did you um, have uh, that was actually so do you not hear me? Uh, I can hear you now. You, you cut out for a sec, but I think you're back. Look, you know what? Tell another time. Okay, yeah, you're cutting in and out. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, next time. Next time. Well, I think that's it. So, Sarah, I'm going to throw it back to you. 
All right. Awesome. Well, I wanted to thank everyone here for just an amazing episode. So thank you so much to our panelists, to our amazing moderator, Brent. If you want to hear more about Brent, we are actually going to chat with him in 25 minutes for a special episode of uh, EduMatch. So he's going to be talking all about his book, Stories of Edu Influence, which is available now. And um, yeah, we're definitely going to dive in that. Also wanted to give a shout out to all of the other amazing EduMatch panelists. Um, and <laughs> several of them are authors as well. Did anybody want to jump in and share about their story before we go? Okay. <laughs> well, okay. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Keep so, it a surprise. Keep them like surprises, right? Yes. Yes. All right. So definitely um, keep everyone in suspense. Ooh. But um, wanted to thank you all again. This was this was an amazing episode. Wanted to also thank everyone who was uh, interacting with us on YouTube Live as well as on Twitter. So this episode will be um, put out as a podcast um, in a couple of weeks, as well as premiered on Facebook Live. So check us out Tuesdays six o'clock. Um, not Facebook Live. I'm sorry, I misspoke. On Facebook, it'll be premiered on Facebook. So check us out Tuesdays at six o'clock. That's when we air these premieres. So um, I believe this week coming up, and we have another previous one that we did a few weeks ago that'll be airing on Facebook. So um, next week we're going to be doing an Edu Match Rewind. So it's not going to be a live video panel, but it'll still be a video panel. So this will be from 2015, June. 7th, 2015. So throwback. Woo -woo. Uh, so definitely check that out. Same bad channel podcast with an S that edumatch.org forward slash tweet talk. So hopefully we'll see some of you back in 24 minutes and uh, everyone have a great one. So take it easy.